hey, hey, we didn't have enough to talk about, so we're going to talk about more stuff. Yeah, why not? Why not? There was a lot of games at PAX. There was so many. And then Chris pointed out to me that there's just a lot of games everywhere. There's just so many mm-hmm. games. So we're going to fill time now by trying to find the artsiest indie bullshit we possibly can. That's the goal right now. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the most indie artsy bullshit we can find? Now. I'm going to start with... Chris had the best idea. We're going to start with itch.io. Yes. Okay. So this stems from me just being a bitch. And something was referred to as being indie bullshit. And I was like, that is not indie bullshit. Like, I don't care. I'm working on a side project. It's definitely indie bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it it's is. Hard. I have different. This is the thing. Different definitions of indie bullshit, right? So that maybe I don't. I don't think there's a problem with indie bullshit. I'm a fan of indie bullshit. Like, uh, I would call, um, what is it, uh, the game that came out, Fear and Loathing? Not Fear and Loathing, I'm sorry. Um, West of Loathing. Oh. I think that's like, I would call that some firm indie bullshit. Like, that's a stick figure character, but it's a fun fucking game. Yeah, I'd not even... And it's got some kind of thing. I'd not even heard of that until you showed me it, and I was immediately like, hmm, that's an art style. But then it kind of, it implements <laughs> itself in quite an interesting way with 3d depth and whatnot and i was like okay okay we're we're showing some technical nous whilst using what is quite an ugly art style so you know that that's a thing but like indie bullshit it's the only in your definitions because you said artsy indie bullshit because that can I, I i am a sucker for for an artsy indie bullshit like like if it's oh, if yeah. it's like an experience a lot of people have no time for that but I fucking, when they hit, I fucking love them. And I get way more excited about them than I do a bunch of stuff. To me, indie bullshit is like, oh, is it 8-bit? And is it a platformer? And I don't know, uh, is there some text the about how someone's sad in it somewhere for some fucking yes. reason? Yes. Okay, the cliche, yes. like 8-bit, the overdone, usually 2D platformer, mm-hmm. sometimes top-down. Probably uh, there with is that look like that is Metroidvania, like, like you know what? Probably. Like I don't, I've not really played Metroid or Castlevania because neither of those really drastically appeal to me outside of like their everything except the gameplay about both of those games appeals to me. I'm like, oh, this looks cool and the soundtrack is cool and all of this is nice, but fuck, I don't want to run around a maze for like <laughs> twenty hours and be told how <laughs> difficult it is and that that's apparently fun. I'm like, yeah, being a game being hard does not mean it is necessarily fun. No, and Metroid and Castlevania are bad examples, but that's the, that's the thing of Metroidvania, and with procedure everything yeah. being procedurally generated, and because the problem is, Gwen, no, no, Chris, it's got to be procedurally generated. You need an an evergreen game these days. I know you do. Like it's the only way to survive. I know, no, no, I get no it, I get it. You. But the thing is. When you play so many indie games as just part of your job all the time, and, and part of your job is looking for indie games as well to play, you see so many of these indie games that look exactly the same, and it, like it took me two seconds to be like, here, Gwen, here's a game, look at this. This looks exactly like all the games I'm talking about, and it took me one second to find it. So, it's, you yeah. know, that that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about indie bullshit. But but you want to you find something arty? Like, super arty? I don't know. I like... 
I like different kinds of indie bullshit. I like I like indie bullshit that's kind of I consider indie bullshit because it's weird art stuff that like AAA could never get away with. Yeah. I it's a term of endearment. It's like oh this is so indie, and I would consider like yeah I would consider West of Loathing to be like wow that's indie. They went for it. And I don't even mean that in a bad way, yeah. I guess. Maybe that's the difference. I don't think it's, like, bad. But there's indie bullshit that's indie bullshit, not because it's artsy, but because it's just so weird. Yep. Like, um, ooh, what's a good example? Uh, that that game on the phone where you're playing, like, it's a co-op game. You play with somebody else where you're playing Twister with your fingers. Oh, yeah. I know the thing you mean. I haven't played or it. Or like the but I have yeah, been the kind of it. stuff you you hear about at uh, conventions. Yeah, the kind of stuff that's like so weird. It's not even on the PAX floor. It's like on the on like one of those off the floor. Yeah, you know how you'll go to a PAX or a convention and they'll be like, oh, but if you go, <laughs> go to, this to the hotel, yeah, yeah, like if you leave this place and you go to the hotel, there's the the local game jam stuff. See now, now like that's that, that's where you get the raw, uncut indie bullshit right that there. That is when indie bullshit is like totally a term of endearment, and I'm completely with you because I also fucking love that kind of stuff. When you walk in, you're like, "What is this? This is different." <laughs> when it's crazy and different in a cool way, fuck yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to experience Jeez. it, good or bad. I don't know if like this is this conversation, but I've be- I never go to itch.io, and some of these are pretty cool. Looking. Oh, dude, this is this is my this is my source. Itch.io really? is like my I live here some days because I again part of my job it's... for Devolver is like find games that like are weird and cool for you to play. So I spend a lot of time here. Like there's this game right here I'm Man, looking at now called is... Pet the Pup at the Party, and I'm like fucking what. Oh, I want to play this. It's free. Pet the pup at it's the free. pie. There's a puppy. There's another one. Oh my god, this game's beautiful. It's called Where the Goats Are. It's actually kind of like pretty. Look at yeah, that. dude. I mean, it's, there, there are. I'm gonna look at the trailer. There are so many yeah, good being, games on here, but then being pretty is no longer an accomplishment, <laughs> and that's terrifying as an Ooh, artist. Where the goats are. Yeah, like there was a time this. when you just had to be like a little bit pretty. Yeah. God, and now damn, it's like game is you either gotta. You gotta lean into being super pretty, or uh, just go full on bad pixel art. Yeah. I guess this game is super pretty uh, and it looks kind of relaxing. Yeah, that See, looks this, like yeah, I'm all that's like chicken soup. I am like this. Like if you give me this, I'm like yes. Give this to me. Feed this to me. Give it. Put it in my veins. Man, how this is going to crush us as an industry that there's so much pretty free stuff. <laughs> Dude, there's this game called Typo Man Revised. You're pushing letters around to create words that then, like, you push the, you're rolling an O over to the end. So it says on, which makes a platform rise. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking at this now. Yeah, shit like this is what, like, okay, so this to me is like this that's some indie bullshit it's some right indie there bullshit, i love but that it's what i love like it's it's where that whole thing first came from to me where it was like look at indie games look what they're doing but they're definitely there's a side to it as well where the thing that i just described which is like oh it's a pixel game and it's 
a platformer and you liked yeah. the snares and I'm like right let's call that the tired indie bullshit that's like, we're tired of this yeah this is the indie bullshit we're tired of this wow how have I never heard of typo man it's good dude uh, it looks cool dude is this what's this game a quick road. market research is this even on steam yes it is I just looked up it is yeah. oh there's a game called the low road which looks all kind of pre this is like this yeah, is what I'm talking it. about. I will go on here, and this is where I look. Oh, this game looks cool as well. If this you is know, money, I, this isn't free. Yeah, if you talk acting. to indies about where they launch their games, nobody, the people who do launch on itch.io, it represents like five percent oh, yeah. or less of their sales. Well, nobody uses this. And I've I've spoken to developers before, like who have said similar things where they're like. I love what they're about. I love the way they do business. But the problem with itch.io is the same thing. I mean, you're a game developer, right? And you're like, why do I never look here? It's that problem that most people don't look there. And it's like, or at least... All my stuff is on Steam. Yeah. It's just like convenient. It's inertia. It's like, I have my catalog there. I'm not going to split my catalog. That's a pain. Oh, man, there's some nice So there's no reason here. to look here. And my friend, oh, uh, I do know somebody who, who works in marketing and did a great deal of market research onto Itch and found that if you give people the choice of a sliding scale of stuff to pay for, they will choose the cheapest. Yeah, you get the option of sometimes it's like, do you want to give me money or give me nothing at all? And it's like, you're going to probably nobody. go with nothing at all, right? Nine times out of ten. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, it's not a great model for making money, but it is a great model for a bunch of cool stuff I've found over time. Like that uh, game One Night Stand I found on Itch, like, because it was just there. It was, you log on and it's got, like, like and you can click stuff, like, uh, where's the tab I normally go to? Oh, it's not right there. Popular tags, browse, games because there was one that was just like art games and you can just go to that and you're like all right oh, but there's like i don't know that like like i've already found a game called pet the puppet the pie and it looks nice that's lo got a lot of alliteration i know how you british people uh, feel about your puns and your alliteration I feel strongly about that and i feel strongly that i want to pet a pup if i'm at a party i love pups i want to pet them the good dog gallery oh my god is in this game and this game's free Oh god, I I, just, I super do. I want to pet the pup at the yeah, party. Yeah, like you see all the low road. I don't know what this is. I've never heard of it, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's got a really nice art style. It is letting me know that it's set in 1976. Like it seems like I'm solving puzzles. Like yeah, I'm down with that. Or like you say, that where the goats are. That's free. It looks like there's not a not a lot going on in the game, but it's more of just a short. That was the thing that I love about Ishiro. That was what well, I found some of the coolest games were generally these sort of small, just experiences, or that are generally like just little demos for people where they're like, "I might make a bigger thing out of this because I'll tweet on the Devolver thing I'm doing this," and the developers would come in and watch and do stuff. And if I super liked it, you'd end up talking to them, and they'd be like a couple where they're like. Oh, I, this was, this is like a, just a, I had an idea of this space. So I put it on mm -hmm. here and it's like, it might be a thing eventually. And it's cool. Like there's a couple, there's one at the moment actually that a dude's just sent me because I super fucking loved. Let me find it again because it was uh, a prototype called 29 and I played it 
and it was super fucking cool and it was like tiny like uh, it was probably about 15 minutes of me doing anything but it was just a really interesting space to walk around and click on things and do stuff and i was like that's cool and so he reached out Hmm. and was like oh we're actually doing a little bit more with this so we wondered if you wanted to check it out because we've got a demo of that coming up and stuff like that and i was like i would because that sounds fucking cool that you've developed it more and you're going to keep developing it more so yeah there's cool shit like that and i think this yeah like you look at where the goats are i mean this looks like it's had stuff from like it's got quotes from places you know you're talking about all this stuff have you considered being a curator and like going on steam and being one of the steam curators it's like hey if you want you know the indie bullshit Chris Slight's got that for you. I, like, be be the curator that just is like, you want some weird little experiences? I found them on itch. Here's where they are on Steam, and like, just take your knowledge from one platform to the other. Because I don't think people are going to itch ever. There's that. That kind of sucks. And yeah, there is potentially it could be something cool to do because I've definitely found some really fun shit. Like, oh, what was the? There was this one. I was on a. You were on a train and. I'll find it. All right, quick sidebar. There's a game here called How to Meet People. How to Meet Uh, People. And what it is is the people are sausages, and meat is spelled like meat. Meat people. And you you murder the sausages. I'm looking at it right now. How to Meet People on any social game. (laughs) That's a hell of a thing. Okay. Yeah. There we are. It's in VR as well. They're like, this is VR. We found it, man. It's VR. Wow. HTC oh, Vive can be used. Wait. Blast dude. meat with various weapons. More weapons to come. <laughs> dude, I thought after PAX I like was done looking at games, but it has re- revived me. I'm back to being willing to look at games. I have stories about PAX I didn't say yet, by the way. There was um so I most of the time when I was at PAX I was walking around like the uh the sixth floor because the main show floor is just huge, yeah. right? Like it's just too big. And it feels like you're walking around a Home Depot. Um, but like upstairs where all the, the indie games are that, that people decided to, you know, get their own space for their own indie game. Yeah. So it's like the good, the good indie games. The gindies. The, the, maybe the games that are indie, but maybe not indie bullshit, you know? Marketable, uh, sellable. Here's a complete game. Yeah. Look at this. It is a thing you recognize as a game. Game. Yeah. It's probably something you've heard of before. Yeah. It's going to be like Spry Fox got their own booth yeah. kind of thing. But anyway, there's a couple of booths up there that were really impressive. Uh, and th- I wanted to give a shout out on this podcast to uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Oh, shit. Because yeah. that that game We had that on the E3 stunning. stage. We, were really, we got really lucky in the one of the guests I managed to book myself uh, via one of the people that like runs HIO, actually, uh, Chris Dwyer. I'll shout him out because he's a cool dude. And... Good Shepherd did a very good job, and that game looks super cool. I, I was really quite looks excited pretty. to talk to that dude at E3, and it was. That's the that might fall into the, that's so pretty that might fall into the artsy indie bullshit. Oh, I think so. Though I don't. Yeah, I think it like because it's so unique. Yeah, it's a it's very different to uh, most of the video games you get out there, and yeah, visually it's very unique. Just the 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 way it's done in terms of there's so many different writers that have written all these little things for this game. It's very unique, mm-hmm. and yeah, it looks cool. I'm looking forward to that. You know what's crazy? That flew so far into my radar, I didn't hear about it until about two weeks ago. Oh, really? Well, it's... Yeah. Like, I mean, I hadn't heard about it till like, a few weeks before E3, 
and I was like, oh shit, and realized that I knew someone that could make it happen that I talked to that person. So I was like, oh, hello, because <laughs> it looked cool. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a cool game, and they do good work. Yo, Chris Slate, I don't, I don't want to alarm you, but I'm still trolling. Itch. What you found? And you remember that podcast we were talking about ASMR and you were describing what that is to yep. me? You found an ASMR There's game? There's an ASMR Vin Diesel DMing a game of D&D just for you. What? What is this called? Enjoy a relaxing game of D&D with your pal Vin Diesel. <laughs> I... That's the tagline. You know the other thing I like about Itch is that you don't get to you don't get a paragraph. You get the name of the game and then you get like one, two, three, four, oh, five, here we six, go. seven words. Another thing I like so about Itch is there's a lot of shit that's just free that's like just... Like, I found there was a game that I remember playing. Let me find it. I'm looking at this Vin Diesel thing, and this is amazing. That was... Where was the Sonic game I found? What was Jesus, it called? This... There's so many Dude, fucking I have, Sonic games. I have never done a deep dive into Itch. I need to. You know, Ryan Clark does that, that Clark tank. We should have him do one that's just... It's fuck Steam. Like, let's just... You know what? Fuck what makes sense. And knowing what the market, what's going on in the market, what are these weirdos doing? Does this must never make money? Like what? How do yeah, they, I think that's the are thing. Are these college kids doing this? Who's making this stuff? Well, it's like like I say, pet the pup at the pie. That is just free. Name your own price, which is basically as we discussed earlier, going to be free. Who's making yeah, a game by free. Will Herring? Let's look at Will Herring. He's got a whole website and he's got a ton of stuff. I bet this is mostly people trying to get their uh trying to get their their foot in the door students kind of stuff but some of it's super good and some of it's super derivative look at this this game the tagline is it's like FTL but multiplayer smiley face yeah this dude's got loads of games it's pretty cool but yeah like it's it's definitely a place for people to just make these cool little things and some of them are really fun and when you know exactly what it is, like when you go into it knowing that it says like you're going to play this for like 15 minutes, it's not really much of a game. You just kind of walk around and experience this mood I've made or this tiny story I want to tell or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's free. You're like, shit, I'll play that. I, I would love to know the stats. How, like how many people download that? You know what would be fun would be if I was a person who was marketing like a product like Nike or some shit. I would put out little weird Nike vibe things. Nike vibes. Like weird, weird little experiences that just at the end is like, haha, you accidentally downloaded a Nike commercial. <laughs> put it on itch like some weird ass game. And then at the end, it's like, buy shoes. <laughs> oh, I mean, compared to, have you seen marketing budgets for shit like Nike? I bet they could totally do that. Yeah. I should start a company. All right. I'm going to have to talk to Forrest. I'm going to just spin up a secondary company. Yep. Like a different record label kind of thing, like a new LLC that just makes indie bullshit. Call it weird that. itch game. In indie bullshit, yeah, indie. That's right. the The company will be called Indie Bullshit, but it won't be. It'll be like what's a sellout indie bullshit? That's the important thing because the goal of the company is to reach out to like, I don't know, r random like nike and and bigger companies yeah. and just be like hey you want a weird ass game just give us your marketing <laughs> yeah we're just gonna make a weird game and trick people into watching a commercial yeah and people will play it. if you make it weird enough like there's an example of uh a game called christmas shopper simulator you remember that no 
So there's a game called Christmas Shopper Simulator, and it was made by a company that is an advertising company, and they were asked by it's a UK uh, game retailer called Game, and I know all about this because I worked there at the time that this happened, uh, just in the store. So I remember this thing coming out, and okay, it's like Goat Simulator but running around a shop, and there's loads of little adverts for Game in it while you go in game while you do it and stuff like that and this got played by like pewdiepie and fucking loads of people because it was a christmas themed game to do with games that they could play and it got like i've forgotten what the company was called but they've got it on their website as like a case study as like this it was played by all these huge youtubers and it, it did all these numbers and it was great so it's like there's a precedent you could do it <laughs> You could do it. You'd have to come in. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting marketing idea. Yeah. Indie bullshit. I mean, I'm so indie. I'm trying to. Yeah, indie bullshit. Gwen Frey's indie <gasps> bullshit. That could be a whole new show. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm not the one. I'm looking for other people's indie bullshit, man. That's where I live. Gwen Frey I need, presents I need to eat. indie bullshit. Gwen, Gwen. No, you should be a Steam curator. Steam curation is about to become a thing, apparently. It's called, theoretically. like, indie bullshit. <laughs> the steam page okay i'm gonna look at steam right now how the fuck do i do this steam how does, open steam. How does steam work like yeah store. maybe there's gotta be a way how do i be a curator gwen let me see uh new tags oh are you not a curator yet no. you're like famous on the I'm internet i'm so famous for a start but okay steam creators <laughs> curators i'm following like free that i think i did like a million years ago curator you follow find more curators well, steam is about to update and give curators a lot more tools in general there's this movement i think in the industry towards um allowing let's players and curators and things like this to get a small a little oh, a cut a little percentage makes sense yeah sort of like twitch has done piece of the pie yeah make twitch yeah. is doing it like Steam, I don't know if Steam is going to do that, but Steam is definitely adding a lot more tools for curators and, and amping up their curator yeah. system in ways that I don't really know because I don't follow it very closely because I'm bad at game development. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I, I've seen things you've made. They're not bad. All right. They, they do okay. Yeah, you've done all right, Gwen. It's your job. I think if it's like you've, like you've said, if you've survived, you, you're good. It's kind of easy, it turns out, to become a curator. I just have to make a group and recommend ten things. And then it's like... Did you just... <laughs> did you just do I'm it? I'm just looking now and I'm like, can I do this? It's like, okay, what do, what do I need to do? Twelve characters. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can. I could totally do that as a thing. I might do that. You want to... Do you want to do that while on podcast? I already have began <laughs> that process, Gwen. You're, you're like, I am multitasking right now i am living it up whatever it's like group yeah, it's name okay. the way you're feeling right now is the way i feel about like most new like <laughs> twitch but you know you said at one point that you um you were talking about how like people have discords yeah if like do you have a discord right of like your your people for chili dogs yeah that's that's weird it's like why i don't even get discord like i get it for it's a chat room that's saved that makes it really easy to have links and stuff uh -huh. um and like embed stuff so it's a good it's a great chat room 
why is it exploded? Like, why is it everywhere? Well, I never used to feel the need to be in a chat room on a day-to-day basis. Well, it's... Okay, so there's 44 people in mine at the moment, which is kind of nice. Not a lot compared to most people. But for me, I was like, that's, I'm pretty fucking happy with 44 people. And I've got, like, lots of different text channels. There's just games, etc. Streams. A bit to talk about mental health stuff if you want, called Feel Better. Thing about uh, Emma Larkin's daily game design. A thing about the dialogue box itself. Uh, and then a bunch uh, of other stuff, like if we want to hook up and play games together. So is this a way for people to like write notes to you and you can come to them at your leisure? They, is they, that like the deal? Yeah, that, that. And also they can talk to each other. And they do about stuff. God, I find like... I'm. I'm on some discords. All right, let me pull up. Or wait, is it discord? This is a different one. There's Slack and then there's discord. God, just to make life harder. Yeah, Slack's the one. I never work check one. these. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Is that the general consensus? Well, I have okay. to use Slack for work. Like, I wouldn't be using it otherwise because I have no use for it. But I'm in the team channel for XSplit. And that's how we all communicate. So that's why I've got it. Yeah, the molasses sweat has a slack. And it's useful for us because it's just like, here's where we talk about, you know, the trailer. Yeah. Here's where we talk about the, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's useful to have chat rooms where you can come and go. And I, and I get that. It's like a, a big group texting thing. But it only works because there's so few of us. If there was like 40 of us, like I can't keep up. Like, I, I'm in a Discord right now. And it's just like, if somebody says something important to me in this, there's... Like I'll never see it. There's 30, 30 odd people in this. There you go. Uh, I I don't know. I've sent you the link to my it's one. It's every day. There's like a hundred things to read. I've got enough shit going on in my life. I don't need to keep up with this. Oh. I I poke my head in every now and then. And is that okay? Is that rude? Should I? No, it depends what I it is. Exit this. Like for me, it's a community building thing. Like I now have forty four people in a thing that. When I type at here and say, I'm streaming or I'm doing a thing, they all get a notification. And that's good. And also, these people get to hang out and talk about stuff if they want to, which they kind of do. Not like with fervor, because there's 44 people in it, but there's probably about 13, 14 people that actually talk regularly to each other. And they're the same people that talk in the stream and all stuff like that. But hmm. it's definitely, in terms of being a thing for a community, it's very useful. Because like I say, it's an immediate thing that I can send a... Oh, I've done a new article. Oh, I've done... Da, 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 da. Mm. Oh, I'm streaming now. Oh, I'm doing this. It's another place that I can put that stuff out there. So that's why I've got it. I mean, I, I guess I could... No, I, I really don't see it, actually, to be honest. I don't see the value of a chat that's got this persistence, like, as if it's a message board, unless you're goal is to go back and um search it and find things maybe that uh, element of it, I, i'm not sure but i do know a lot of people like to catch up like they'll pop in and be like oh there's a lot of messages here today and you'll scroll up and see everything like why is people why are people talking about this da, 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 da. oh all that happened because i know devolver have one uh we've got a devolver public access one there's fucking loads of there's hundreds of people on that which is just consistently weird so I'm like, wow, okay. Well, it's not weird. It's Devolver, but still, that yeah, is yeah, always well, no, going. no. You're you're correct. Once you get a certain number of people, these become useless. It's the same way. Like the anytime I go to Twitch and I get into one of the the channels with like 
the the channels where there's hundreds of people. By the way, you, I'm sorry, listener, it's raining and I have the windows open, so you're gonna it's have fine. The, the sweet dulcet sound nice. of raindrops yeah. in the background today. Uh, but like, so you go to Twitch and the the big, the biggest whatever that's going on will always have too many people and the chat will just be scrolling. It's just oh, scrolling it's yeah, it's matrix. So why have it at all? And I think the the tipping point is like 10. Once you have more than 10 people, it's like this is too many people. Potentially, but then that's kind of why you separate out of all these different channels. The other advantage of Discord is you can add voice channels to it. So if you're playing across multiple things or if I'm streaming and I want to play with people that watch, a really simple way to get them in a talking chat place without giving them like my phone number or Skype is like we use this voice channels and I can add them into that and go from there. So that has its use. To me, the main use of it is it's a really it is a very nice centralized place for a community that you have to be. So like they on Twitter and everything else, it's kind of just my page and it's just them individually responding to things. But when you have a place like... Because forums don't really... People don't use forums anymore. People don't really use chat rooms anymore. And that's just basically what this is. It's just a replacement for that. With a new name and an app. Rather than a, a website. I, okay. To me, anyway. I'm not saying you should be sold on this no, idea. Or... I've got to... I've got to... I've got to catch up. I've got to participate more in these sorts of things. I think. I, probably. I, well, I... Like it. Okay, you didn't, you didn't for the flame in the flood, right? Like, this was not. No, but yeah. You know what I mean? So, okay. and that worked. You did okay with that. Like that, <laughs> that panned out. So. What worked? The market moves, and what worked like two well, years ago is won't work two years from now. A part of what I would say now, and also another part of what I would say now is that I don't think any of this can hurt. Like, I don't think doing any of this stuff has a negative aspect to it that is well i suppose if game development is kind of different because you're going to have lots of people that are going to want to have opinions on stuff and whether that's something you want or not but then it's all in how you give them access and what they have access to and you all right how about this this chat has gone long but in the near future you and i are going to have a conversation about what you think an indie developer should do to create a community because what you are is a person who has created a large community around just like your personality and the fact that you're awesome i try um i'm sorry i said i try yeah well you, 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 you like i think most people would consider you to be reasonably successful like you're you're on stages and shit yeah and right? it's, it's my job uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah so so i'm gonna you know i appreciate the humility but like maybe you should uh, and you've in the last podcast you were pretty adamant that um, you feel I should twitch stream yes. um, so maybe next podcast or, or one coming up if there's more news next time uh, we'll talk about like how you think somebody who is just starting should build a community what is the most effective way keep in mind that like developers can't dedicate their entire lives to this no. so it's gotta be like what is the most bang for your buck thing? Is setting up a Discord 
um, the most bang for your buck. I know there's a lot of conversations about how, like, just don't bother setting up a forum. It's just going to be a shit show. Mm. Uh, well, this is... Yeah, or if yeah. you're on Steam, use your Steam forums kind of thing. Uh, though, again, like, a lot of... Anything I know right now is already old and irrelevant. Right? Yeah, I know you mean. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Like, these things move so fast. Yeah, I've never used a and Steam I'm, forum, so, you know, there's... There's that. <laughs> and you did just set up a curation. I'm trying right now. to. <laughs> I might be I might be a little too in bed with Steam. I might be I'm like I've apparently gone to itch seriously for the first time today. Uh I might just be a little bit too much of an of a Steam. Yeah, fan girl, it's because it's the main one, right? Like, you know. I don't I don't yeah. think you are out of the loop there. I think I think you are correct and exactly where you need to be when it comes to PC games. But um yeah. But yeah, you could you could educate us on how to um how how you th- the the easiest and simplest and best things that an indie could do to uh if they're starting out or even if they are you you could give me advice. Well, that's what on I'm thinking. My marketing strategy. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea because there there are definitely a lot of things that you don't have to put full-time work into that can just tick over by themselves if you want them to. And yeah, there's lots of little things you could be doing that. All right. We're going to leave that little teaser there for the audience. I'll figure out a plan. Tune in next time when Chris Slight will have a plan. Mm. Hmm. Written down and everything. Oh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, and you have been in the dialogue box.